You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of the Conversationalist Podcast. My volume's not <laughs> off. <laughs> God damn it, I'm going to turn it off right now. Um, Jesse and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. Um, this is going to be episode 69. No joke. That's Ooh. the episode. And uh, we are going to be talking about um, a few topics in a little bit of detail. Uh, we'll be talking a little bit about the game H1Z1, followed by some news uh, related to um, Fortnite. Uh, we'll move on to uh, some news involving um, Phoenix Comic Fest. And uh, we'll then talk about some uh, movies that are going to be getting produced here by a prominent uh, Chinese actor. And um, we'll follow that up with a little bit of uh, news from HBO and uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, then talk a little bit about more of the DCU. And uh, finish up with a little bit of Marvel news or non-news. It's kind of like... I don't know. What do you what would you call it? Like a a, nothing. a wobbler? Like you don't really know what you got. So um to start off the show, I'm gonna wet my mouth with my drink. I am already thirsty. Lame. Shut up, man. <laughs> this is my my homemade Hamica. Super awesome. I actually made it a little too strong this time. It's a little too cinnamony. Hmm? And maybe not cinnamony, flowery. I don't know. It's thick. Well, what happened was when I made my Jamaica is like you're supposed to use like a very specific amount of this hibiscus flower. And when I use the amount that you're supposed to, there was like like a half a cup extra of hibiscus flower, which like I can't make anything with that. And it's like at the same time, I've had it for I've had that order of hibiscus flower for so long, like I'm not going to keep it. And then mix it in with the new stuff I'm gonna order. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's throw it in. But it made a fucking huge difference. Like it, instead of it being like a light colored red, it's like fucking deep, deep red. And it actually did affect the taste a little bit, which I didn't anticipate because it was such a little amount. I thought it just tastes thick. Like it just. No, it is. It does. It yeah. It's, it's a, a difference. big difference. So I was like, God dang it! I'm never doing that again. Could have made some potpourri with it or something. I could have just thrown it away. I'm a cheap ass. I only pay like 10 bucks for like fucking a 10 pound bag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, off of my Jamaica, um, and on to the game H1Z1. So, um, I was never a big player of this game, but I knew a lot of people that did play, um, H1Z1, which I mean, is basically like a post-apocalyptic survival game. That's kind of, uh, you know, that battle royale type game that's you know super popular right now with games like um player unknown battleground and fortnite um h1z1 has been around for a couple of years now and initially there were plans at some point that this game was going to expand um out to the console and uh people that were playing this h1z1 game i want to say they you know, early on, you know, the early adopters of this game, like, you know, actually paid to play. So, I mean, I want to say it was like probably like 40 bucks or so to play this game. Um, but there really haven't been any updates as far as I know, like no significant updates. And uh, the game has yet to go to console and it doesn't look like 
at this point that it's going to be coming to console at any point in the near future. And that's basically because H1Z1, or the company that makes H1Z1, announced that the game was going free-to-play, which, um, you know, in most situations when a game gets, you know, placed as free-to-play, it's uh, it's basically like a death sentence um, in most cases. I mean, some, they survive, but, I mean, there's, you know, very little success stories when it comes to, you know, like a free-to-play situation like that. And so, you know, looking at this uh, this post... Um, on Facebook is just that there's a lot of fucking angry people that are mad that they paid for this and now it's free to play. And, um, you know, with games like, you know, Fortnite and, you know, PUBG out there that are also, you know, basically free to play at this point as well in terms of like being able to play the betas and, and shit. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense to play a old game that has no updates and seemingly is never coming to console if that's why you were playing it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of upset people that, you know, put money forward and are wondering, like, okay, so what are you doing for the early adopters of the game, which... Well, is, nothing, obviously. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I mean, they're just trying to get some of their player base back because, obviously, a bunch of their player base has gone away. Um, but uh, there is that. Um and who knows? I mean, it's a pretty desperate attempt to get your player player base back. I mean, especially with this game being so old. Um, I mean, heck, even our kid is playing both Player Unknown Battleground and Fortnite, which it's funny. Like, it's almost like Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, so many people that are like, "Ooh, you play Fortnite? Gay? I like PUBG." And then other people that are like, uh, "PUBG's lame." You know, I like Fortnite. It's way more competitive. And, like, you keep, you just get people, like, arguing about it. I'm like, who cares? Like, unless you got, like, fucking money invested in, like, either one of these games, like, it doesn't fucking matter. Play like, what you like. Like, as a gamer, as a gamer, it doesn't matter if you fucking own an Xbox, a uh, PlayStation, a uh, computer, whatever it is that you own, a fucking Nintendo 3DS or, or the Switch. As a gamer, if you're a fucking real gamer, you own everything and you appreciate everything and don't you know, worry about arguing over, like, territory, like, oh, man, you're not with PlayStation, then you're against me. Like, I mean... Yeah, that's dumb. I'd say we qualify as, like, legitimate gamers. We have our PCs, PS4s, the even the old, you know, the old PlayStations. We have the Xbox, uh, the Xbox One, the Switch, 3DSs. I mean, we... We have everything because we appreciate all the different exclusive games that come with all of the different consoles. But anyways, yeah, H1Z1, free to play. So if you were ever wondering and you wanted to test it out, now's the time to do so. Um, I guess if you need any further details or anything like that, you can always go to their Facebook page to check out more. Because that's where we got the information for them um, going free to play. So... Uh, just sounds like don't expect it to progress to anything if you what run through it or you know who knows what they're gonna do when it when it goes free to play <laughs> like are they gonna start doing like in-game advertisements or are they gonna start trying to like sell things that might have been accessible like in a paid version of the game you know almost like a uh, mm -hmm. guild wars 2 you know like that game's free to play technically but like people that pay the 15 bucks a month like if you're playing world of warcraft you had you know, bigger access to your bank, you had extra character slots, you had all of these extra things that were, like, 
they don't seem like a luxury at the time. But then, like, when you have no fucking, like, no bank space or anything, like, you're like, what the fuck? This is lame. But we resisted paying the monthly fee because we were, like, super into playing Guild Wars, um, too, just because on some levels there was just shit that was, like, really hard where, I mean, we kind of got used to, like, the way World of Warcraft went in terms of it was really hard to solo and then it kind of like weaned off of being able to solo to where you could solo and so then we could successfully do stuff as like a two-person group like getting through world of warcraft and then you kind of go back to guild wars where it wasn't quite as easy to solo per se but they definitely made it easy in terms of just you know being able to group with random people um but you know we just we were so used to like using mounts to get around that like running around that big ass world was kind of tedious and you know although they had all those you know movement points from point a to point b that made it easier like you're still spending money to do it and then like the bank slots were very limited and there was a lot of stuff to the game that just even though it was free to play uh there were a lot of limitations and it we didn't like the game enough to take the step to pay a monthly fee because like we still liked world of warcraft more and we're like, okay, we're not going to pay for World of Warcraft and then also pay for Guild Wars because then, like, you're paying a shit ton of money. Yeah, WoW kind of spoiled me, so... Yeah, definitely. So, you know, so H1Z1 is probably thinking about doing something similar to that where they're going to be selling things that might have been, like, accessible options um, in the paid version. I'm sure it'll be on some sort of tier system where maybe they're encouraging you to purchase their game. But, I mean, anybody that's smart is probably not going to want to do that just because, I mean, unless they get, like, a huge influx of, influx of players, like, paying for that game, you're not going to see, like, any substantial like, updates or, yeah. you know, anything. So, I don't know. But check it out. Maybe you want to. Um, so then, I actually got this off of a game crate, and this was a story... It had to do with Fortnite, and um, specifically, it detailed um, Fortnite players uh, becoming the target of hackers. And uh, this got posted just a couple of days ago, and it's essentially it's saying that Fortnite has become such a big deal that it's seemingly surpassed the popularity of League of Legends, which has always been like a top tier popular game, um, and then just recently. It, uh, like, surpassed a, a world record for uh, most watched uh, streamed game on Twitch, um, which is kind of a big deal. I think it was, like, Drake streamed with, like, some professional gamer that goes by Ninja yeah. or something like that. Um, but anyways, that, uh, that's what did it. And um, basically, it's just so popular now that... Uh, these hackers are trying to gain access to um, people's personal accounts to um, get, like, V-Bucks. So I guess, like, if you play the regular game, like, you can earn V-Bucks, but if you buy the paid version of the game, like, you can earn V-Bucks in a different game mode. We can also... So there's... You can use those V-Bucks. It's like a... You know, like, one penny equals one V-Buck or, or some junk like that. And so... I mean, obviously, I don't play it, um, but, you know, from this story, it's, there's a monetary value um, 
to these V bucks. And um, what's what's happening is hackers are finding ways to get into people's accounts, either through phishing or some other scam, you know, bullshit links that they tell you to click. And they said that one of the prominent scams that was out there was uh, links or things advertising um, free V-Bucks. And so when you click on that, typically it was compromising people's uh, devices and then specifically their accounts. And so these hackers would um, gain access to the account and start making charges. So if somebody had the game and then they also had like a debit or credit card or PayPal linked up to their account, these people would basically gain access to your financial information and make $200 charges for these V-Bucks. And then you'd be getting an email, you know, a confirmation for your purchase in like a different language, you know, that you don't speak because these people are overseas, like hacking these accounts. Um, when they reached out, when uh, the people that wrote this story, like reached out to the company that makes um, Fortnite, they basically said, hey, it's not on our end. Like our stuff hasn't been hacked. Like they're not getting your information from us. And, uh, you know, basically what they're saying is that people need to be more vigilant in like the safeguarding of their account information, you know, not sharing their accounts, not using the same password and, you know, sign in email address for like multiple, uh, you know, games or platforms. Uh, cause essentially what they're saying is that if say you have a Yahoo email address and then you use this particular password or that Yahoo email address, and then we've seen over the past months and years that, you know, places like Yahoo and everybody else have had, you know, big breaches of data that these people are getting a hold of that information and then just using that information as a sign on into Fortnite, hoping that they'll work. And, you know, maybe somebody didn't change their password. Maybe somebody didn't use the wrong, e the, the same email and they're gaining access to those methods. Well, that might be some of it, but it sounds like playing any other game i mean how many times have we signed on to wow and blizzard's issued some kind of thing something similar oh don't go to the websites of the gold farmers and trade chat or you know don't right if you're getting an email that's broken fucking english saying like oh we're from we're from game masters we want you to click password to confirm your account <laughs> well not even that but they got to the point to where their emails looked almost identical to one from an actual Blizzard email. It's just, yeah. don't click the links. If you think you're getting an email from Blizzard, actually go to you know the Blizzard page, log into your Battle.net account from the actual Blizzard page, and then say, hey, I got this, and try to talk you know to somebody from Blizzard that way. Don't go through any kind of email. Well, to me, it's the same thing. It's just the game is popular. People know that not everyone is, you know, the sharpest crayon in the box. <laughs> well, K and if it's too good to be true, it. it probably is, right? I mean, if they're saying, hey, free V-Bucks, and, like, there's a monetary value to it, like, why would you be getting free stuff? Well, and kids play the game. Their right. parents set up accounts. Kids see, oh, hey, it's free. They're... They're not going to click on it because mom and dad aren't around. They're thinking, hey, neat, I'm going to get some free things. And then all of a sudden, 
mom and dad are getting these charges on their credit card and they're like uh what the heck yeah and truth be told like we've had this problem you know happen with our kid uh you know having you know us being dumb and like having an account associated with an account or a, a credit card associated with an account and then you know our kid makes charges because he's like oh i didn't realize it cost that much you know and then we're having to dispute the charges because we're like on the hook for all this money i mean that's not the same thing but like a similar issue would be um a game like uh what's that one car game he played rocket league well rocket he's league. got taken in trades in rocket league yeah people have duped him yeah so you know you earn these chests but you got to pay for keys and so like you can also trade you know some of this stuff with other players and where you know he basically got duped into trading you know valuable items to other people who were supposed to offer him like a certain trade and you know basically just they got, ghosted yeah just fucking jacked him i mean and you know he was devastated I mean, this is, it's been a little while now and since that's little, happened. So, I mean, it's not. Yeah. You know, and we just told him, hey, look, it's a, you know, you can't trust all these people out there. You know, and all these kids are really trusting. I mean, I'm sure it's not just kids that are getting their accounts compromised, but I'm sure that's part of it. Um, but in this story, it uh, is, is just saying to, you know, just be hyper vigilant and, you know, just kind of watch out for the kind of stuff that's, you know, going on. Um, you know, it's, uh, it made some suggestions for you to, um, basically have better security for your account. Uh, it's basically says it's not a good idea to attach a credit card or PayPal information to your account, which it's like, duh. Um, it says, uh, if you do have the feature turned on, um, to disable it, uh, there's an option, um, to require two factor authentication, which requires entering a code from your email, um, before using a new device. And this can be found in your account settings under the password and security tab. And uh, you can also link your Facebook or Google logins to your Epic account as an additional security measure. And uh, doing that would allow you to set up an extremely difficult password on your Epic account and bypass it by using one of your other services. So, um, you know, there are a bunch of methods that you can use if you're not using them already in order to ensure the, the like, security of your account so that you don't have to go through all the aches and pains of, you know, having to contact Fortnite or, you know, the company Epic Games in order to, you know, get some of your stuff restored or to, um, you know, challenge the charges associated with your accounts. It's a pain in the ass. I mean, I've had to deal with that kind of stuff in the past and it's no fun. So, I mean, if you can avoid it at all and uh, you got you just got to set up a couple of these, you know, security things as yeah, a means to deter it you know it. what's interesting about some of those by their logic those would automatically fail because if these people already have your password and they're assuming that you're using it for your facebook or for your email well if you set those up and you're using them who's to say that you are you know you aren't being that dodo brain that's using the same password and then you set that up and they're like okay so they go ahead and they switch your you know, they have your authentication to use the device and still do it, or they're using your email to bypass your, or, you know, the Facebook to bypass it and go ahead. Right. In, in which, if you are one of those people, you know, then obviously the thing to do is, I mean, on top of, you know, taking these security measures for Fortnite is actually to, Change you know, secure other, um, to secure other uh, things that are probably, you know, security issues as well. So, I mean, like if, um, you know, Yahoo had a data breach. I think there were other, you know, companies that, you know, host email services that had data breaches. If your um, emails were associated with any of those companies or like even like credit card companies that also had data breaches and stuff, then, 
you know, you should be changing passwords for those logins and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And then in the future, you know, just don't use the same email or the same password for everything. Um, you know, it also suggests that, I mean, most people have cell phones, you know, have some sort of, uh, you know, app that, you know, keeps track of, you know, data management, you know, all your passwords to all your different accounts. And then like, you know, for something like that, uh, you can, you can, you can actually have those apps set up to where you have to have a password just to get in it, you know, and just make that one difficult. And then, uh, you know, just remember that one so that you can get access to all your other ones. So just a suggestion. I would definitely do that though. I mean, with all these popular games, it's bound to happen. I mean, I think at one point, I mean, even though it's like, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Like I've had my account hacked and it sucked. So, yeah, I, you know, lost items and conveniently, uh, you know, Blizzard was like, oh, we have no record that you ever had those items. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> yeah, they so, do that. Yeah, they did that a lot. And like, I lost a lot of good shit. I mean, it's not their fault, but, you know, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, yeah, the company's going to take care of me, and then it doesn't. So, uh, moving on, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Phoenix Comic Fest. It actually sounds weird to say Phoenix Fest. Comic Fest now, I mean, since it was Phoenix Comic Con just a year ago. Um, but uh, last year, you know, there was a security incident where some uh, crazed fan slash psycho um had a i don't know some sort of vendetta against uh what was it the, the guy who played the green ranger was it the green ranger or the white ranger i'm pretty sure it was the green one wasn't I it i don't know anyways he had a problem with one of the guys that plays one of the power rangers um god dang it i forget his name i think he played tommy maybe i'm thinking anyways uh this this guy um made it into the convention center last year um with plans to shoot him and uh it just so happened that you know he'd sent a bunch of weird messages to um like somebody that he was kind of sharing his intimate thoughts and details with and that person was smart enough to contact law enforcement law enforcement ended up responding to the convention and was able to locate him uh before anything happened but you know he did have a loaded firearm and like I think knives on him and stuff, and so uh, in a knee-jerk reaction last year, uh, Phoenix Comic Con or Comic Fest basically said, "Okay, no props," and basically anybody who was cosplaying was trying to bring any prop in, they were getting turned away, and so that pissed off a ton of people, um, and everybody was just like, you know, oh, we're never coming back to this convention. This is bullshit. And uh, they kind of relaxed within 24 hours, started to allow certain stuff in, but it was still super strict. And then after the convention was over, there was this big question as to like whether or not like any sort of props were going to be allowed at the convention this year. And they've slowly kind of trickled stuff out. And, um, you know, from the Facebook posts, it looks like uh, the people that run Phoenix Comic Fest have basically been trying to work with the convention center in terms of what can be allowed on the premise and not allowed on the premise. And they posted um, this very lengthy explanation of, you know, what they've been doing, what they've come to, what's allowed, what's not allowed. And, I mean, most of the shit that's not allowed is it's not a big list. It essentially says most props are now approved and allowed 
with a few restrictions. Firearms, replica firearms, explosives, and bladed metal weapons are not allowed on site. So that sounds simple, but duh, of course firearms aren't allowed. Duh, of <laughs> course bladed weapons aren't allowed. I mean, even when they had they had vendors on site that sold fucking bladed weapons, like axes, knives, and swords and all this kind of shit and you were allowed to buy them obviously you couldn't walk around with them you know they'd basically wrap them up and you could get them at a later time to take them when you leave the convention right yeah and now um apparently even those vendors aren't going to be allowed to sell any of their items at the convention moving forward um due to the changes in security measures which they said was because of um a lot of non-compliance on part of the People that were selling, I guess they just weren't hmm. following the guidelines that were put forward. Um, so there is that, uh, and the thing is too is I mean it affects a shit ton of people. I mean replica firearms, that's kind of it's kind of stupid. I mean the thing is is just making a rule that says okay you're not allowed to bring guns that doesn't stop guns from getting into the convention center, and if they if they have metal detectors at all these things and you're going through security, then they should be like. Just like, you know, Comic-Con would do in San Diego. Oh, you're bringing something that looks like a gun. Okay, we're looking at it. Oh, it's not a gun. We're going to put a tie on it and it says we checked it. You know, yeah. that's, I mean, it's that simple. It it doesn't, and the thing is, too, is like when you show up to these conventions, I mean, like Comic-Con especially, like who knows if they'll change this year, like since Phoenix Comic Fest has done the same thing with like, metal detectors i don't know that it's feasible with san diego comic-con because there's so many people but um i mean when you show up for a prop check like i did last year like i did bring you know replica pistols um because i dressed up as a grifter from wildcats um you know you're voluntarily saying hey i have these guns that i want to check in because i want to take them on there so like what if i never went to the counter and i just walked in with them like nothing stopped me from getting them in there right if I would have pulled them out and they would have saw, oh, he doesn't have the tag, then they'd be all pissed and I'd probably be told I'd need to leave with them or get rid of them, right? Or they right. would take them away. But if I was some crazed, deranged lunatic that wanted to do harm and I tucked a gun in my waistband and walked in with a trench coat and there's no metal detectors or there's nobody checking me, like no rules that say like no firearm stops me from doing that. I mean apparently they have metal detectors now and stuff i mean because of those additional security measures it doesn't make sense why they would still ban things that look like something scary right i mean because they're allowing everything else wands lightsabers sonic screwdrivers ghostbusters proton packs power ranger morphers bows unstrung or loosely strung arrows that are not removable with a quiver or have the tips removed shields without sharp edges yes they can be metal Lightweight bats made of foam, warblot, or light plastic, spikes, barbed wire, and other accessories made of foam and without sharp edges, wolverine claws that aren't metal, swords with sharp edges that aren't metal, Kingdom Hearts Kingblade Dole, not metal, Assassin's Creed Hidden Blades Dole, not metal, and Aperture Science uh, handheld portable devices. And so when I was actually looking at this, these posts, um, there was one person that said, hey, um, I'm going to cosplay as May. And so I have, uh, you know, this pistol that's made to look like the the pistol that May uses in the game. And it's yeah. actually got a hose that's connected to a backpack. 
They're like, ooh, it looks. This still looks like a pistol. It's probably going to be against policy. Seriously? But that's like May's gun. I mean, she needs it. Right. But because it looks like a scary pistol, it's not going to be allowed, even though it's a big blue thing that it doesn't. It, and according to the person, doesn't even have any metal parts. But it's still not allowed. That's stupid. Like to me, it's dumb because like any any of these items could be used as like blunt objects that could still hurt people. I love they but, can't have any sharp edges. Like right. seriously, they can't have sharp edges. And they're saying, oh, it does have, you know, and somebody said, oh, so they can still be heavy, so you can still, like, beat people with them. And they're like, oh, no, they have to be lightweight, too. But it's like, it doesn't say that they have to be lightweight, necessarily. To me, it's just, you know, they're doing what, they're doing knee-jerk bullshit that makes people, that's supposed to make people feel safe by banning the scary things that they, you know, that shouldn't be there. You know, things that look like, okay, explosives explosives are prohibited oh i guess that goes with, <laughs> i mean i guess that goes without saying right somebody's like oh damn i was gonna bring a package bomb but i guess i'm not now because it's prohibited or i mean because does that mean you can't bring like a toy explosive like you can't be you can't be um like uh i don't know i mean some you can't be like fucking wily e. coyote and yeah, bring like some you... fake acme bomb you can't do that i was like who's the road runner who's the other guy yeah you know it's it, it it just it's silly if they added all these additional security measures they have all these um security guards at the door they're running you know metal detectors and they're doing all of this stuff then you should be able to bring even the the thing that looks like a pistol because presumably all of this stuff would have been checked and it doesn't make sense to still have those on a ban list so here's the thing is you know when we went to this convention i really liked it i loved it it was we went the year before last didn't we yeah, we went like two years ago. It yeah. was it was really good. Um, I had really high hopes for it, you know, to grow because they're like, oh, we're growing, we're growing, we're growing. Mm -hmm. But the way that they keep trying to appease people first and changing their name because they're scared of San Diego Comic Con, so they're just going to change their name so they don't have to deal with any potential lawsuits down the line. Because well, that who the lawsuit was with what Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City Comic, Comic Fest. <laughs> And, you know, now with this, it's like, oh, we're going to try and let you bring some things in, but it's like the stuff you'd give your two-year-old to play with. It's like, I think they're going to end up failing because when you try to please people, you end up insulting people as well. And I think it's going to get to the point to where people are going to get so put out with them going the other way that they're not going to want to go there anymore. Well, and from what they I can tell, quit. from what I can tell, just looking at all the random posts, it doesn't really seem like it's making really anybody happy. And part of it, from the replies that I see them posting, like in response to the people's angry posts, I don't think it's. I mean, it sounds like they're kind of putting it back on the convention for saying, "Okay, because this happened, regardless of what you know your convention's about." We are not going to allow these things on there, regardless of the up up security. And so, if that is the case, I mean, they really are between a rock and a hard place because they're trying to make the people that are there, the, they're trying to make the attendees happy. At the same time, they can't necessarily move their convention to somewhere else because regionally, there's no place as big as that place. So, they're, they're kind of stuck where they are because their convention is big. Now, well, then they need to fully outwardly come out and say 
the convention center has said, not try and step around it and say, this is what we're coming up with. But, you know, like if you're using their venue and like you basically try to out them like as a means to not be the bad guy, I mean, you could potentially like burn a bridge of like, okay, well, we're not, you know, we're not going to let you have the convention this year. I mean, that's an extreme case because ultimately the convention wants to make money and wants to have these people come in and, you know, hold the event there. But, like, if they don't have any options, I mean, the convention could basically be like, okay, well, we know you don't have anywhere to go, so we're going to up the restrictions, and then what are they going to do? I don't think that could be the only convention center in Arizona. I mean, regionally is what I'm saying. Like, regionally, that's the biggest place. So, like, you know, what do you, do you move Phoenix Comic Fest to, like, another state? You know I mean? Because that is the biggest convention center in the state, I think. No, they could probably find somewhere else, though. Yeah, I don't know that it's as simple as that. And I, I mean, like I said, it's it sucks that they had to deal with that situation because if that had never happened, we wouldn't be having this discussion in the first place. It's all because one piece of shit wanted to do something crazy um, for whatever fucking reason. Who knows and who cares? I mean, you know, and it, it's ruined the fun for everybody else. The thing is, is that like, and I'm probably getting a little philosophical and like political here, but th- when you allow this kind of shit to happen when somebody does something like this and you're limiting the freedoms and you're basically living in fear and, you know, allowing these kind of things to happen that kind of like hinder your ability to do stuff that was, you know, cool just a year ago, they win. Like these bad guys win because now all of a sudden everybody has just a little less freedom in doing whatever was okay to do and would presumably be okay to do for, Many more years, probably without any problem, because this was allowed to happen year after year after year without any problems. One problem over like a 20-minute span of time all of a sudden has changed the policy of the convention and affected an, a, an untold number of people. And it's bullshit. I mean, if anything, they upped the security. They could still allow all of these things. And... You know, it sucks. And I wouldn't say it's all on comics, uh, you know, Phoenix Comic Fest. It's on the convention, too. And it's just bullshit that they would knee-jerk like that and say, okay, we're just not going to do that. I think it's stupid. And, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a cosplayer. You know, it's not going to affect me if we were ever to go back there. I mean, we'd still have just as good a time, you know, but it just sucks for the people that, you know, work on these costumes. Like, somebody that took all the time to have a fucking really cool May costume, because it was neat looking. Like, she posted a picture of herself, you know, in full costume. It was neat. And it's like, damn, that's a shame. So, you know. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people that cosplay that, you know, make money on the side doing that, and it kind of affects their livelihood to a point. I mean, they could take that, and it could hurt the convention, too, because, I mean cosplayers can take that convention out of their rotation and find somewhere else to go that's going to let them dress, you know, fully how they need to to complete their costume and, you know, do what they need to do. So, I mean, it's not just, you know, at one point, there's a lot of different factors that kind of go into it. It's not... Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, it sucks. I mean, ultimately, it just sucks. And it's stupid that, like, this is happening but i mean they have loosened the restrictions you know from where what what happened that weekend where they weren't allowing anything i mean most stuff is back in play um you know so 
maybe over time, you know, people have a short memory. Maybe over time, they'll kind of go back to normal in the convention center, and they'll pick their butt and pull the under underwears from their butt cheeks, and they'll be like, okay, maybe maybe it's time to relax these policies because nothing bad's happened. Or maybe they'll keep them in place because they'll, you know, they'll say, oh, look, nothing's happened since we've implemented these policies. Yeah. So who knows what they'll decide, but... <laughs> You know, you have to go, you have to look back. To me, it just makes, it just makes sense. Look back at how long this convention's been able to operate. And that never happened. It was just as safe prior to that. So, that's just my opinion. I mean, sure, they had lack of security because it was, you know, still able to be a close call. I mean, it, it's up now, so that should be it. Um, but that's all I gotta say about that. Okay, Forrest. <laughs> Anyways, moving on from uh, the Phoenix Comic Fest approved prop story, uh, we move on to a post from Facebook, um, and this was on the official uh, Donnie and Facebook page, which got me kind of hyped. This He actually posted this on the 19th, and um, he says, I am producing four movies this year, and each will be unique and spectacular. Two of them releasing this year and two next year. Um, one can do many wonderful things and do them beautifully if they have the right mind and heart. More to come. And he posts some photos of uh, the movies that we can expect to see. And among those uh, four movies is It Man 4. And I'm just like, holy fuck. You like, love those movies. Holy Okay, so the first, the first time I um, saw It, the original It Man, I was like, holy fucking heck, this was like such a good movie. And then I found out that there was an It Man 2. So I watched It Man 2 and I was like, holy fucking hell, like this was as good as It Man 1. Like it was seriously like really good. And then um, it was like last year, then, then uh, you know, it was like, oh, It Man 3 is coming out. And it's like, oh shit, it's going to have Mike Tyson in it. But I'm like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be as good. And it was like still good, but like not nearly as good as 1 and 2. Um, but like with there being an It Man 4, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I, I kind of hope it goes back to like how good one and two were. Um, but I mean, still, I'm just super excited that there's going to be an It Man 4. And if you're unfamiliar with like the It Man series, um, just in a nutshell is It Man was basically the like original master that trained Bruce Lee and it kind of follows um his storyline uh in china and i think in uh gosh i want to say and, and and it's been a little while since i've seen the movies but i want to say in the first one uh it mainly it mainly focused on you know him trying to make his uh like dojo successful um and just kind of like seemingly all the political aspects of it and then in the second one, it had to do with uh, with the World War. I think it was I think it was World War Two, and it had to do um, with like the Japanese having invaded the mainland, and just kind of the autocracies and stuff that like the Chinese were put through like during that time period, and um, like how he lived through that. And then in part three. You know, I wasn't 
a super fan of part three. Um, I honestly don't remember a heck of a lot of it other than they like, they cast Mike Tyson to be like, you know, like the nemesis in this movie. And it was, um, it was okay. I want to say in this, uh, in this third one, it had to do with, um, like the, like the occupation of, um, like, like British colonists or, and stuff like that. And like, he ended up, uh, I think he ended up fighting like this, like super strong boxer, like in a, like a mixed, mixed martial arts kind of thing, but inside a boxing ring. And then like, he ultimately wins cause he's fucking it, man. But it was, it was, it was still dope. Like it was still a good movie. Um, but like, you know, I hope they continue the successfulness of the series with uh, part four. And then uh, just to mention the other three, which I'm not really, I mean, I'll probably watch them just because like I've kind of become a, a Donnie Yen fan, is uh, one called Big Brother. Looks like he's playing some sort of teacher, <laughs> um, wearing like a flannel vest and a long sleeve and camo pants. That's a hot statement. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, there's another one called what the hell is this one enter the fat dragon he's eating pizza he's eating pizza and sushi and he looks chubby but he's like doing a karate kick so wow i don't know if that's kind of a joke or i think so comedy i don't know but well i mean i I mean like i don't know if that's gonna be a legitimate movie it says he's doing it so i mean yeah maybe it's a comedy movie because it looks like he's wearing like a little fat suit yeah. Uh, and then the last movie is called Crossfire. It looks like it's going to be some fucking diehard meets. Um, God damn it. What's that one movie where they like attack the White House? Come on now. What? Which one? I don't know. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You're, you're terrible. You're the worst. Was it Olympus Has Fallen? Yes, that's one. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's like a cross between like Olympus Has Fallen and like fucking Die Hard. Like the poster for this just looks like everything's blown up. So looks like it's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited. It doesn't say like when we can expect this to come out, but hopefully soon. See you. We move on to um, HBO. This is from Sci-Fi Wire. And, um... This has to do with like HBO facing a budgeting conundrums, and uh, this has to do with the upcoming Game of Thrones spinoff. So, um, basically, what this story is saying is that when they had started producing um, these shows, that they were like incredibly expensive, and uh, essentially each show was running about ten million a piece because. You know, you know the actors. You know they're filming on site. They're doing all of this shit. Um, the each each episode costs that much to make. But as the seasons have continued through, and you know you have all these CGI effects and the filming on location and all this shit that's gone on, um, the per episode amount has increased to about fifteen million an episode, which that's a shit ton for a per episode of a fucking show. But the question is is they're asking their they're asking themselves where do we start at like do we start at the 10 million an episode and hope that we can do it in that budget or do we need to keep 
the budget that high to presumably like keep the quality as high as everybody expects it to be at this point in order for the spinoff to be successful? You know, at this point, if they're going to crank out these spinoff, you know, seasons as far apart as they've been doing the Game of Thrones, I don't care. They can keep their spinoff. I don't want it. Dang, really? They're lagging. Who cares? I mean, at this point. What's it supposed to be coming out in like 2020 or something like that? It's (laughs) like no one's even going to care when it comes back on. They'd be like, oh. Johnson is going to be like dead again or something. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, they're going to be a spinoff. We're going to wait like what, 10 years for it to come out? Well, in the story, it basically said Womp. that this spinoff, that they weren't really going to include any of the original cast from Game of Thrones. You might see similar bloodlines and like, you know, people associated with certain houses that you'd recognize from uh, the original Game of Thrones, but it was essentially going to be like a fresh, fresh take on like Westeros and. See, and then even that's even more so people are going to be like, oh, I'm not going to get to see my favorites again. Like, Why bother? Why? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, to me, it makes sense for them to keep their budget high at where they have it. Because if they're taking a chance on a spinoff, why are you going to invest a meager amount of money by comparison, hoping that it's going to do as well when you already know that your audience expects a certain level of quality and then you you obviously cheap out on certain stuff either because the cgi looks shittier or you're you know obviously like keeping filming to like a certain location as opposed to you know multiple locations like you would see in in an episode and so your audience is going to notice that and they're probably going to say, "Okay, this is not as good as Game of Thrones. This is bullshit." And they're not going to they're not going to keep watching it. So like, it would make sense to me to keep the budget where it is so that they can keep producing the quality content that they've been producing. Better throw some dragons in there. <laughs> That's better, all I got to say. Yeah, they better do something. <laughs> exactly. They're going to make us wait forever. <laughs> That's funny. I don't know. I mean, it it sounds like they're still kind of like on the fence about what they want to do. I would suggest that they keep the budget high. And pay for some speed. Like, be expedient in the way you produce your show so people don't have to wait 10 million years. Well, they, they keep blaming it on uh, the weather, right? It's not snowy enough or wherever their location is, it's not snowy. Because they can't CGI that in at this point? Like, knock That'd it out. That'd be expensive, right? Like, CGIing snow and, like, snow coming off feet and shit? Like... They could pay for it. You're fucking retarded. Like, that's, like, way too much. Like, you're like they could CGI, like, the entire world around them. <laughs> Blame it on the weather. That sounds like a cop-out. Yeah. I mean, it probably is. Who knows? Um, so, anyways, uh, we'll move on to a story that I got off of uh, movies through Cheat Sheet. Um, and this has to do with uh, Warner Brothers making... A lot of big changes um, since Justice League. Now, most people know that basically Justice League was a big fail. And, I mean, it was a big fail in terms of box office. I mean, there were a lot of people that just generally didn't enjoy the movie. Um, but in terms of, uh, you know, like box office and, and money, um, I had a number around here. I want to say... That the movie it only made like it was like two hundred million or something like that. 
I mean, like, not not gross, but like, as far as like what they invested on, they made the money back, but then only made like two hundred million. Which, when you compare it to, um, when you compare it to what Marvel's, uh, you know, last movie made with uh, the Avengers, it's like incredibly daunting. So, like, let me see here. So, I found the number. It said the budget for Justice League was three hundred million, but it only made five hundred and seventy point three million. So. You know, do the math. It made $270.3 million gross. Now, the Avengers had a $220 million budget, $80 million less, and it grossed $1.5 billion. Huge. That's because people like Marvel. <laughs> yeah. And DC is not Marvel. They're not going to be. They need to quit. Yeah. They need to quit comparing themselves. They're not going to be that. So I'm going to summarize this story of the shakeup that Warner Brothers is doing. Uh, basically, we can still expect the Flash movie, and um, we can still expect the um, Aquaman movie. They're going to keep um, both both of the guys that play those characters, um, Ezra Miller as Flash and Jason Momoa as Aquaman. Um but beyond that, you know, there's more than likely going to be some recasting. I mean, obviously not with Wonder Woman. That's probably not going to happen. They really haven't said anything about Cyborg. You know, who knows if they will or won't. I mean, I don't think he did a terrible job and that they wouldn't. I mean, he didn't he's really pretty do much, enough for anyone to notice. Like, well, not just that, but I mean, like 95% of his character is CGI. So, I mean, does it really matter? You know, so um, the other thing is, is that... Uh, they're looking at getting rid of uh, Affleck as Batman, and that's just because, you know, you had so many haters out there that uh, didn't like him as the character, um, and it looks like what they're going to end up doing is they're going to keep him uh, for the appearance that Batman is going to make in the standalone Flash movie, but there's a really good chance that they're going to recast batman's character for the standalone batman movie which who fucking knows and it looks like they're actually looking for an unknown talent which god damn it i mean they're gonna they're gonna choose some unknown talent to potentially like shoulder the weight of batman well that's not gonna work so i would toss that out they're gonna end up picking somebody that everybody knows already they need to because i do not see that being a success, like just picking some random fucking guy. Um, and then, on top of that, they uh, they were kind of assessing the the job that uh, Zack Snyder has done um, with the direction of the movies that that he's made, and uh, we're basically questioning like why they keep bringing him back to do the direction for these movies because they're all doing terribly. So, um, they're basically allowing him to still be involved in the movies, but he's going to be a producer for Wonder Woman 2 and Aquaman, but he is not going to be directing any future DC films. So, they're basically 
canning him to a certain extent by limiting his involvement as far as like being a director and they're gonna shake it up so you know so at this point you have these possible recasts you have uh you know recast of batman you know they haven't mentioned cyborg but that's a possibility since he's not mentioned as safe um you know obviously no question you know gal gadot is going to be wonder woman and it looks like the flash and aquaman are safe but uh you know so you have a director that's not coming back and then on top of that um in part of the story it was saying that uh basically um the guy at warner brothers that's in charge of um you know, like the movie direction for like this particular branch that's uh, in charge of the uh, DC movies. Um, that you know he was uh, basically dethroned. It basically says, uh, "Let's see here." Um, As a result of Justice League, Warner Brothers co-president John Berg is leaving his post. Berg currently heads the comic books film production division. Um. He will be moving on to produce movies with uh, Lee, who produced Match Hits, It, and the Lego movie. And uh, that's Roy Lee. Uh, essentially, he'll be doing just producing as well. Apparently, that's something that he's been wanting to do. Um, so they basically said, hey, look, dude, you're not doing a good job. So you can step down, produce movies, and they're going to put somebody else at the uh top of the helm so you know the guy that's responsible for these movies is getting replaced the guy that's directing these movies is getting replaced and they're looking at recasting all these different characters i mean to me that's so much movement like if you were to kind of like progressively do some of this stuff i mean sure it shows how serious they are about trying to do a good job but to me that's like a lot of moving parts to just all of a sudden just like come together Right. It's just because they want that Marvel money and they're not going to get it. It's they really just need to find their own. I, you know, they started serious with their movies and I just don't think that trying to flip it around and take it, you know, more cutesy and more comedy infused like they tried. They tried to put it in there with the Justice League, you know, the little cutesy comebacks like they do in marvel movies and it didn't <laughs> yeah i mean it did a little but it just it doesn't work the same like it does with marvel marvel has done a really good job with finding a group of actors that look like they really belong together like they do i mean they just they look like a family you know kind of a weird mishmash family but a they motley do crew if you will well, they just look like they fit together. Right. Like, they actually enjoy being around one another, and they like, you know, being there. Even when they are supposed to hate each other, like Captain America and Iron Man, you know, how they are not the best of friends right now. But, you know, they still on screen. You're just like, oh, all the, the chemistry time. is there. Yeah. You don't find that in DC movies. It's not... It's like they cast a really good character that might be good at the standalone movie, but now that person's responsible for meshing with all of these other They're not characters. good as a team. Yeah. They're not good as a team. And that's, I just, I really think that's part of their problem. Things just, I just, they're not going to work out for them the way that they want. I don't think they still have a lot of work to do and they are not Marvel and they really need to accept that. 
what sucks is like I feel like the only way that they would do really good is if they just kind of like started from the beginning. But it's like, how do you do that when like I would say they have a really good Flash, and I would say they have a really good Wonder Woman. Yeah, Jason Momoa looks the part. I don't know how there's going to be a good Aquaman movie. Like that's going to be, I think, I think him as a character, he seems to fit the bill. But like, I think an Aquaman movie just seems like it's going to be really shitty. Um, Mermaid Man, I'm telling you. I just there's so many questions I have about like how this is going to be a good movie. But you know, that aside, doing that because. He's hot. Like, people are, they're thinking, oh, chicks are going to go see that fool because they're hoping he's going to have his shirt off. And he's going to be wet. Like, that's really <laughs> what they're going for. I could almost guarantee you that yeah. that's the reason. And they're that's like, really oh, sad. Look at his trident. It's so big. It's really sad. They should have put him in a buddy movie and given the standalone to somebody else. True dad. So, yeah. Um, I don't, uh, there, there's a lot of movement there. And I don't think it's going to be very successful. I mean, I think that, uh, at this point, um, the continued lack of success is going to be, um, it's going to continue to run its course. <laughs> I don't think they're going to just like turn it around like, oh yeah, all of a sudden we're just going to start doing all this other stuff. Like We're going to see a lot more and movies before they hopefully find their stride. Hey, but, you know, chin up. We're going to see, we're going to have a Infinity War, you know, Part one coming out, Infinity War two coming out. Um, we're That's gonna not have its name. What? The Maybe second. I don't know. What the it's second. Infinity War and then Avengers four because they won't release the name yet because it gives it away. Whatever, it's still a part two. And then uh, you got Captain Marvel <laughs> and all these other ones. So yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they fucking name it. It's still part one and part two. So um, no, they're completely different movies. Now, have no, you not been reading? No, it's it. They're. <laughs> They're just saying that because they know that people get pissed off when fucking movie companies try to break it up into fucking part ones and part twos because people get disgruntled with like the whole Harry, the last Harry Potter movie, but we're going to break it up into two fucking two movies that didn't need to be two movies or, you know, whatever else happens with all these fucking... Well, most of those teen books don't need to be broken up into two movies. That's why people get mad. Right. And that's what I'm saying. They're like, oh, we don't want to piss off... We don't want to piss off our audience because they're smarter than the average bear. So we're going to make it sound like it's two standalone movies, even though it's not. So I know better. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, uh, we're going to move on to a little Infinity Wars or Marvel information, not Infinity Wars information, sort of. Uh, But this comes from Yahoo Entertainment. And this story says, did the Russo brothers confirm a surprise character in the um is actually in Avengers, uh, the Infinity War. Now, um, basically, fast-forwarding through this story, um, it says that the one of the brothers, uh, Joe Russo, says, we have some great female characters in this, Captain Marvel's in it, Black Widow and Scarlet Witch. We have the Wakandans uh, coming in, and there's a whole group of other characters coming from the Wakandan universe, from the Black Panther universe, amazingly strong characters, strong-willed characters, and we have the Guardians, uh, two of the Guardians, and the daughters of Thanos. So there's a really strong connection to the main villain of the story. I think you'll see in the film that they're very uh, pivotal to the storyline, and I think the arcs are fantastic. Uh, we, we're really, really proud of being able to introduce Captain Marvel in this one. But um, 
there was a story that was done where they had interviewed them uh, and something else. And uh, basically, they said that Captain Marvel wasn't going to be in the movie. And, you know, so it's like they're saying, oh, yeah, Captain Marvel's going to be in it and all these other characters. But, you know, in like this other interview, it said, oh, no, she's not going to be in the movie. So the question is, like, is she or isn't she? And um, so the, I guess the question is, did they intend on her being in Infinity War and then decide that, eh, you know, we're not going to have her in the movie? Or are they saying, oh, yeah, 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 she's going to be in the movie, but she's merely going to be in, like, one of the you know, like after screen cameos that we've come to expect from, you know, the after, you know, the after credits little 30 second video that kind of shows Captain Marvel, you know, so that you can, you're expecting the movie that's coming out soon. Um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of up in the air and, and it, I mean, it could really be either way. Well... According to Brie Larson's IMDb page, Mm -hmm. she's going to be in Captain Marvel, which comes out in 2019, right? Right. And then it also has her in an untitled Avengers movie in 2019. Right. So she's getting introduced into the second one. So, I mean, again, they're saying she's going to be in the Infinity War. They don't really specify whether it's one or two. You don't know whether she's going to be dabbled in a in a cameo in the first one or whether or not they thought they were hoping she was going to be in the first one and then just didn't introduce her at all. So. Well, a lot of articles said they filmed both movies back to back and sometimes the actors would even be like, well, Tom Holland, the one that is Spider-Man would be like, which film is this movie going into? And they would kind of be like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So maybe she was there filming. And but like, how can they like show up for a movie that they have a script for and all this stuff like that, and not know like what scenes their shit's gonna be in? Like that makes no sense. Like they're they're literally being that secret with their actors that they're giving them some like untitled script that only has their lines in it and like nothing else, so that they can just act out like these certain scenes and then splice them all together. So that even they're surprised at their work? I don't know. They're trying to say... Because that's the whole thing is they're trying to say that the two movies are going to be so different that that's why they can't really call it a part one and a part two anymore because the tones are going to be so different from one another. So So if they're saying that, it's like, then you should know which movie... So maybe the first one's about the battle and the second one's about all the funerals? I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Because you know people are dying. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not ready, Captain America. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't do that to me. What's funny is, like, she's acting like it was all about Captain America when really she's been, like, dying inside that Falcon might die. No. <laughs> I mean, if he does, that's sad, but it's Captain America. Like, Yeah, I bet. I'm not ready. My body is not ready. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Who knows what what, uh, what they're going to choose to do with her character. I mean, I guess whatever they do, I mean, it's probably 
I feel like, you know, it's in their capable hands. I mean, one way or another, whatever it is they do, I'm sure somehow it's going to complement the Marvel Universe just fine. And it's not going to be detrimental to the movie, and nobody's going to hate anything for it. But (laughs) if they were to introduce her somehow, like, it would be a pleasant surprise. But ultimately, there's so many other characters in this movie, like, who the fuck cares if, like, Captain Marvel isn't in it? It's going to have goddamn Guardians of the Galaxy in it and shit, too. So it's like... Like, it would almost be okay for her to not be in it because there's like everyone else in it it would almost it wouldn't like even be able to properly introduce her overshadow her because yeah like the whole kitchen sink of marvel is in that movie so like she would just be like like captain marvel at this point like being introduced in the first portion of infinity wars would be like introducing cyclops wolverine gambit <laughs> storm and jubilee <laughs> yeah you didn't even you didn't even get that, did you? What? I said the that. X-Men? Yeah, you were like, who's Jubilee? I know who Jubilee is. She's the one that wears the yellow jacket and she has the hot pink X earrings. Okay. You're okay, so alright. You seem to know, but your face was just kinda like blank when I said it. You're just like, hmm. It's because you're throwing more people into it. And <laughs> No, I'm just saying like No, in terms they of just did they well they brought her into it in the Oh my god, why am I drawing a blank? I don't know. What were you going to say? They was brought it who into what? The last X-Men movie. She was in it at the house. The kids. and They had Jubilee in it. She was on the lawn at the end. I remember. I was half awake <laughs> for that movie. Was it? Was it? Which X-Men? It was the last one they made. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't roll your eyes at me. She remember. was. I don't remember. You're like. You're, she I'm, was. I'm drawing blanks, no, too. No, she was. But, uh, yeah, so... So I was like, why would they bring her back twice? Because <laughs> they already did. <laughs> yeah. I, I, we're getting off topic. Like, we're talking about Jubilee now. I was just talking about... I was just making a comparison to, like, Captain Marvel at this point is, like, insignificant compared to the other characters. The only reason to be significant <laughs> is, like, that she's, like, a super powerful, like, female character. Because, I mean, I, I want to say as far as, like, powerful females go at this point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Um, you have Black Widow, who's just a human that's capable. And maybe she's going to die. And, uh... Aren't there contracts up? There's a lot of people yeah, that are on the chopping block. Yeah, there's a lot of people with contracts up. Um, Hawkeye? Yeah, and then... But I'm seeing, like, other other strong females. Oh, we're in girls. Um, like, in the MCU, like, there's not... Not a whole lot. Yeah, so, I mean... I mean, that would be the only significance is like, oh, okay, like Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel's in the movie now and like she's got like legit, like legit powers, like she's super powerful, like she can rival some of the dudes. But I mean, beyond that, you're just kind of like, okay, there's all kinds of other cool characters, you know, not that she's not cool, but I'm just saying. They'll probably bring her in the next part. I don't see her bringing, see them bringing her in this time. I concur. I concur. (laughs) yeah so um that pretty much uh wraps up our episode 69 especial oh my goodness what it's fucking episode 69 why are you being so nasty you're so gross you're so gross-minded guys this is just episode 69 it just happens to be that amanda keeps making these weird references and like just being all weird about it like totally not an adult (laughs) not being 
not being very mature about episode 69. Wow. So it's your face. <laughs> um, not even but yeah. me. But yeah, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, oh, you know, and before we wrap up, we're, uh, we're pretty, WonderCon. yeah, we're, uh, we're actually going to be going to WonderCon. Unfortunately, you know, typically we'll go for Saturday, Sunday, or we'll just go for Saturday, um, you know, for some it's conventions, but, um, yeah, we took too long, procrastinated. Saturday ended up selling out. Um, so we are probably going to be attending WonderCon for Sunday only. Um, but we just, we were like, okay, we're going to skip it. And then last minute we're like, no, we can't fucking skip WonderCon. So we're probably going to be there on Sunday. And so we'll have a little bit of a review in uh, probably our next episode that'll uh, talk about our experience at WonderCon. So again, thanks for listening to episode 69. Episode 70 will more than likely be on WonderCon. Uh, we will see y'all laters and stuff. So goodbye. Bye.